What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their view from the pew on Modern Day Radio. And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I am your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me today is the man who broke something in my kitchen and almost got away with it, the good deacon, Scott Aiken. So when you go to clean and then the light cover breaks off, my reaction is, you caught me because I broke that off months ago <laughs> and I super glued it back up and then you said, oh no, I broke the light. So in the guilt, I said, and in my frustration, I broke the light. You just happened to re-break it. See, I would I would have never known that this light was that was previously broken because I really thought that I had done it. So here's what happened. We have a new range hood. And as everybody knows, those range hoods, they collect a lot of grease up underneath and you got to clean it. So I just grabbed a, a sponge and I wiped it across and the cover of the light <laughs> fell right into my dinner that I was fixing. And so... Well, off to Home Depot we went to get a new one. I almost had a year with without having been found out, but no, it only lasted a couple of months. <laughs> well, and lo and behold, not only was the light broken, but it was made better because we had been I had been cooking under kind of dim lights because that's what it came with, but we were able to put well some great bright lights on there and boy i can see all of the better can see all these areas that i need to clean up now too (laughs) even a little bit more it's that preparation time though we're getting close to the incarnation christmas will be here in just a few short weeks and there were last few things that i wanted to get but we needed to spend a little bit of time with our family you know we're not able to go see them during the major holidays you have responsibilities at work and well, we have our own children who are trying to come home to our home to be there for the holidays. Mm-hmm. So we took a little bit of a quick weekender. You, our son Christian, and the three of us, well, we headed to sunny California. And the sun was not as great as we thought it would be, but it was great to be down in California. We expected it to be, you know, what we grew up with. And actually, it was kind of overcast. So we had some similarities to here, but their overcast and our overcast is about a 20 degree difference. So we're like, oh. This is great. That's right. <laughs> now, I had expected to go down there and help my mom finish her decorating. I said, you know, Dad, Christian will be with us. We can get him to mow the lawn. Scott can climb the ladder. We'll get your tree lights up. We'll just kind of help you finish these preparations. They're like, oh, absolutely. I can't wait. Well, we walk into the door and what was happening? It was being finalized. It was all done. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to surprise us. And so our hopes to go down yeah. and help them ended up being... Oh, look, we did this for you, just which, like when we were kids. Which was great. No, that that was beautiful. And and the house, as your mom always does, the Christmas decorations, just phenomenal. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's that's part of, uh, you know, our, our remembrance as uh, when we were dating and young to come down and be, be a part of that. But our time frame now is so narrow because mm-hmm. we have so much going on, like you said. So we only could spend a couple of days down there. Boy, did we make use of those couple three days didn't we we certainly did and we got to see and be with our family we had an early early celebration for my father's birthday who's coming up just a couple of weeks later and then we also had an opportunity to uh spend some time just with christian just before we were taking off on our last day there they have a beautiful balboa park which is where we walked around there got to see some of the sites took in a museum there 
But it was funny. We were walking around for a moment. Of course, we're in San Diego, so we had to stop at the little vendor and get a churro. And there was a gentleman there. Now, I walked by without thinking anything of it, and Christian was behind me. But then we turned around, and a real quick, easy conversation started up, ended up being profound. Right. No, I, I was falling behind Christian, and, and this gentleman looked at me, and I smiled at him, and he smiled back. And as I passed by him, he goes, are you from here? And so that my interaction back with him started this great conversation. And so Christian stood next to me as he's waiting for me to finish, and we didn't finish. We talked for a good five, ten minutes. And this, this gentleman who was, we'll just say, maybe a vagabond, he didn't seem to be homeless mm-hmm. but he seemed he seemed to be challenged in terms of just dealing with life and come to find out that he was a Vietnam vet mm-hmm. and uh, a father of several children but he found uh, a great joy in just being in the condition he's in and as he talked to us you know it was this it was letting it was a scene for my son as well as for me this person seeing this person who would otherwise, people might just pass by. I might have just passed by, but I happened, by the grace of God, to smile on him, to make eye contact. And when he said, uh, are you from here? I had to choose to risk to turn around and talk to him. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful I did, because I prayed for that man since we've, since we've left. Absolutely. Turns out he did spend some time in Washington State on Whidbey Island, and that kind of opened up the conversation. And he had a great nugget of information. And that's being able to risk a little bit in talking to somebody. Well, that's when you get the reward of that. And he talked to Christian a little bit about his time in the service. Christian mentioned to him that he was considering that in his future. And the man said, you know, here's some advice for you. He said, serve your country. That is a good thing to do. You'll learn a lot about yourself. But he said, remember to always listen to your elders. He said, because they know things. They know things that you don't know yet. And that's so vitally important. And so that's what he shared a little bit of that, a little bit of his life and kind of his adventure, so to speak. So that's going to lead us to today's show because boy, coming up, we are so excited the bear is joining us. Bear Wozniak has a new book out called Deep Adventure. He talks a little bit about his adventure in his new book. I'm going to talk to him about what heroic virtue is like. And then after that, we'll talk just about gaining perspective by risking when you look back on where you've otherwise come from if you were sitting down not to enter into the risk. So we've got a great show ahead for you on this week's View from the Pew. Trouble in my dragon Many years ago in France in the 1100s, there was a great saint, Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, who worked hard to reform the church with the division of those times. Saint Bernard often spoke of the three comings of Christ, appropriate for our Advent preparation. He reminded us that there was a joy when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Joy to the world, let heaven and nature sing. Second, the saint speaks to Jesus present to us today. Do we see Jesus in the events and people around us each day? 
St. Bernard then points to the coming that is ahead of us, the final glory, the resurrection and last day. With that to look forward to, why do we worry about matters so much? For today, share your joy. Be present to see Christ among us and stop worrying. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisanti. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. It's Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken with their View from the Pew on Mater Day Radio. Well, after a long night of fishing, well, that ended with empty nets, Jesus called Peter and instructed him, put out into the deep. Well, after initially protesting, Simon Peter did as he was instructed, and we all know what happened. The nets were filled on the boat, almost sank because of it. Well, that call is still heard today. And one person who has taken up the call, well, that's Bear Wozniak. Bear is a surfer, a pilot, a black belt, and adventurer. And in his new book, Deep Adventure, The Heroic Ways of Virtue, Bear shares his real-life adventures and how he put out into the deep to live a life for God. Bear is joining me today all the way from Hawaii. Aloha, Bear. Aloha. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Bear, you got a new book, and I want to talk about this today. You know, you've lived life and still living life to the absolute fullest. Well, how do you compare this life, kind of really living on the edge, and comparing that to the life of, uh, well, seeking faith? Well, you know, Christians have always been called to be bold, uh, courageous. There's nothing more adventurous than following Jesus Christ. My creed is that the most radical thing you can pursue in life is the wild adventure of God's will. God's wild. And, you know, I've surfed 40-foot waves. My son surfed 85-foot surf. I've I've run with the Bulls in Pamplona. I've done a lot of crazy and adventurous things, but there's no, there's nothing more adventurous than being in the center of God's will because that's where all the stuff happens. If you're in God's will, you get to see God move. If you're if you're sitting on the beach, you don't get to you don't get to experience uh, the thrill of riding away. But if you paddle out and turn your back on the aina on the land, you turn your back on all those those uh, sort of temporal things that are calling you and your own agendas to get the corner office, the big and better deal or whatever. You turn your back on all of that and detach and then paddle out into the deep with the Lord um, and wait on that wave of the Holy Spirit. You're going to have the greatest experiences of your life. There's nothing more thrilling than to see the Holy Spirit work. And, and you get to do that when you're, in his, when you're in His will. And all these other adventures, you know, jumping out of an airplane or something like that, that's just kind of preparation work for uh, living the life in the Holy Spirit. Well, bear the subtitle in your book, The Way 
of heroic virtue. Now, all of us try to leave a virtuous life, but you take it a step further and call it heroic virtue. What's the difference? Well, we know that you know to be a saint, it requires heroic virtue, which means uh, it means to, to really live a life of self-donation and willing the true good for the other, and and not counting the cost. So, the heroic virtue, no matter you know the four classic virtues of of justice, fortitude, prudence, uh, self-mastery, and then the three theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. If you live in the habit. Uh, of those virtues, you're going to find yourself having a simpler life, not an easier life, but a simpler life. You're going to have clarity. You're going to find that there's an integration of your emotions with your mind, and you're going to see uh, you're going to see God, because having that pure heart of of wanting of wanting to uh, serve the Lord gives you that vision, that beatific vision, even as you walk on this day in this world of just of just loving God back. You know, that's what we're doing. We're just loving Him back. Bear Wozniak is the author of his new book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. It is out by Sophia Institute Press, and he is joining me today. Well, Bear, tell our listeners about how that conversion happened to you, because I think some might think, wow, jumping out of a, an airplane on the same scale as following God, you might have a hard time convincing other people. <laughs> well, I'll just, just as an aside, you know, we were filming my TV show, Long Ride Home, the motorcycle show that's on EWTN and Prime Video, and I had Father Scott out here, and my wife is a skydiver too, Cindy too is a skydiver, although we don't jump uh, much anymore, but, she, but, but we took him out there, and I was telling him on the way, jumping out of an airplane is the closest thing to going to confession, you know, because... You get all nervous and scared before you go into confession, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but afterwards, you feel like you can conquer the world once you've confessed and and you've received absolution. And that's the same uh, experience of jumping out of a plane. People are all nervous and everything, but once they make that leap, joy just fills them. And when they land, they feel like they can conquer the the world. But I've been raised Catholic. My mother was a Catholic convert. My father was Ukrainian Catholic, which is you know. Uh, still part of the, the whole Catholic Church, and uh, they brought me to Mass every day, and I just loved going to catechism, but I had, I guess I had that sense that God was a God of love, kind of like a father that would send support checks, but never really spend time with you and hold you and, and encourage you. I didn't have any sort of personal connection with him, and this was back in the days I went to, uh, I went to Baylor University, and there was some, you know, there was a lot of Southern Baptists at Baylor. And they said, we're praying for you to have a closer walk with the Lord. And I was like, well, how do you get there? How do you get to that closer, more intimate walk? And I was 19 years old, and my mother told me, you know what? I have some friends that have a charismatic prayer meeting. This was back at the birth of that, the Wild West days of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. And she said, if you go with me to this prayer meeting, uh, I'll buy you a pair of blue jeans. <laughs> so I went, and there was a Catholic priest there and a couple of nuns, and very joyful sincere people, and I watched them in uh, Charles DeBose's living room there, they, when they prayed, they seemed to, it wasn't a religious act, it was like they really were communicating with God. And I said, you know, whatever that is you guys have, I want. And it was so cool what they said. They said, no, you need to think about this. Because when you give your life to the Lord, 
you need to really count the cost because it's going to count you everything. So they said, you wait a week. And a week went by, and I just, I won't tell you all that, all that I experienced, but the Lord really prepared me for that moment. Since that time, you know, I've, I've been through hell and back. Uh, I've been through the dark nights. Uh, I remember picking up uh, John of the Cross's book, uh, Dark Night of the Soul, and I go, oh, good, I got to skip that chapter. But no, uh, God's led me faithfully. Not mm. all, I wasn't always faithful, but God was. You know, the Bible says, if you are on, if you are, if you deny me, I will deny you because I cannot deny myself. But if you are unfaithful, I'm always faithful. And so God has really led me uh, through very, through all the ups and downs and uh, all the burning away of the dross and has uh, but given me unbelievable blessings. So that's uh, where, where I call it deep adventure, the way of heroic virtue. Well, Bear, let me ask you this. You, you have these adventures uh, throughout your whole life. Maybe for our listeners, can you express the difference between those years where you were just loving every moment of the sun and the surf, and then those times where your adventures, your surfing, all the different things that you did were lived for God? Did you have a difference I'll, between those two adventures? I, I don't see them as being any different because I see them all as being in the middle of God's heart and God's will. I think God takes pleasure in me when I when I jump out of an airplane. And I know uh, pedaling my bicycle across the United States, that was much more of an internal adventure than an external. God did great things in my heart during that time of trans, that time of uh, those, those 28 days pedaling through the desert. Mm. I, I see them all the same. I don't, I don't differentiate, differentiate them, except for that um, when they're, they're, as a ninja black belt, there are ways that we often train from the outside in. And a lot of the virtues, like, for example, the virtue of fortitude, you can wait to develop that, or you can develop that through resistance training. So when I paddled my surfboard across the 27-mile channel between the island of Molokai and the island of Oahu, I chose to go there and develop fortitude so that when things in my life came at me that I didn't choose and wouldn't want, I had that fortitude you know, to do that. You can choose to develop them by by choosing to push yourself. You know whether it's resistance training with you know muscle or cardio or 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 um, you know I think of cardio training the same thing as prayer. Right? Mm. Often uh, when I'm out stand up paddling, that's my prayer time. So I don't differentiate the two. I think we should have an integrated life. You know my 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 desk. I named it after the one the pre- the desk the president has the resolute desk. And then beneath there is the quote, thy will be done. To me, everything is, is just this great adventure. Wake up in the morning, get that cup of coffee, sit down in my prayer chair, open the windows, look out all over the ocean, uh, study, uh, redo the liturgy, liturgy of the hours, and spend time with the Lord, get your marching orders. And then, and then like I say about one of my friends, uh, you know, as soon as his feet hit the ground in the morning, the devil says, oh, no. He's up. Uh, I want to uh, be that guy. Yeah. Oh, Bear, that is fantastic. Well, not that you separate your daily life with the time that you spend with God. Well, God's supposed to be with you at every moment in every adventure. It makes it all the more meaningful. Bear, that is fantastic. It is a wonderful book. And uh, I sure appreciate some of your time this morning talking about it. Praise God. 
good to spend time with you. And again, that is Bear Wozniak. The name of the book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. It is out now by uh, a Sophia Institute Press. Can I give them one more address? Absolutely, me, Bear. Uh, we have the Bear School of Manliness. Go to deepadventure.com and the Mama Bears can join there too. But we have a, a three-year cycle of the Bear School of Manliness and the Man Cave with uh, twice a month Zoom meetups. So I encourage people uh, to go there too. DeepAdventure.com. You can find a copy for yourself. All you got to do is head over to our webpage. And on this podcast, I will be sure to add those links. And you're going to find that podcast on the Hail Mary Media app or our webpage, MatardayRadio.com. Born to be wild. What a life Bear Wozniak has led. And all of it is, he just sees it as a part of God's plan, whether he's jumping out of an airplane or surfing you know, with his wife. It, it, it's just all meant to be what he is doing according to God's plan. He is on fire with his faith at the same yeah. time. No, that's, and it's almost like this notion of risk and reward, you know, that uh, you hear as you're growing up as a kid. If you, if you don't risk, you know, there's not going to be a reward. Well, you know that's that's kind of in the in the sense of what I can gain out of it. But what he describes is something that it actually opens up a vision that you wouldn't otherwise have if you didn't risk. Like that that great analogy he gives of I could sit on the beach and watch all these surfers and watch the waves break, but I could risk and go out mm-hmm. and see what the surfer experiences, and in the in so doing find a whole new vantage point. And that's what he says. You know that's putting kind of turning your back to. What you might think are, these are the limits I'm, I, I can go to. No, God, it's limitless, right? You think about the story, the parable of the talents. You've oh, all yeah. been given the talent, right? The, that, that piece, well, one buried it and basically stayed on the shore, played it safe. The other ventured into the waves. And then the third, well, they put out into the deep. You know, Scott, we've had, you know, our whole life has been an adventure, and we look back almost like uh, annually on our anniversaries. We think back and we go, wow, what we have been through, the life that we have led. And looking back, we realize, oh, the graces that we've received. So for our listeners, so that way you know, we, we were married young. I was actually 19 years old, just on the verge of turning 20. You were preparing to set off to university and we knew that we didn't want to be apart. So we got married and well, just about four months later, we put out into the deep and we moved away from everything that we knew, everything that was familiar, all of our family, our friends, packed up a truck and moved literally to the other side of the state, 1,200 miles away in Northern California, and we never went back. And boy, the adventures we have had, times that we were aligned with God, sometimes trying to forge our own way separately, but boy, looking back, the times when we were doing what God's will intended for us, the graces it gave us. Yeah, and I just, you know, coming from this weekend we spent with your mom and dad was uh, another reminder, and I shared with your dad again how grateful I am that he trusted and risked uh, letting his daughter marry me. Now, he could have said no and made a big stink about it, but right from the ask when I asked if I could marry you, your dad, though he was a little pensive, mm-hmm. trusted in something that was intangible. And he said, okay. 
And I, I said, that to me is the trust and the risk of, I'm going to let God lead this because I can't imagine that God isn't leading this. I think that's what your dad was experiencing then. And he said, yes. And just this week, as we celebrated the Immaculate Conception, the risk that Mary was asked to take, wasn't forced to take, wasn't coerced to take. She was asked to take, and that is to trust in the Lord. And she says, be it done to me as according to your will, submitting as the handmaid of the Lord. And so when we get trepidatious about stepping into the deep, as Bear really eloquently puts it, we need to say, why am I trepidatious? What, what anxiety is holding me back from doing what my part of my heart wants to do? I'm interested, but I'm fearful. So when we set that fear aside, then God allows the Holy Spirit to enter into our lives in a way that is much, much more powerful. And I think that's when he, when Bear talks about that wave of the Holy Spirit coming in like the wave in, in the, from the ocean comes from somewhere. We don't know how it forms and how it got there, but we ride that wave in in the sense of ex- exhilaration and life is experienced for a surfer. Well, what a great metaphor for when the Holy Spirit brings us and we're ready to ride the wave of the Holy Spirit, we can be given such a new vantage on life. We are not all called the way that bear is to do these extreme things like jumping out of an airplane and just really living life on the edge. That was his calling. And for you and I, ours was eventually to be family and diaconate. And you looking through, again, all of the adventures, if not by the grace of God, we would have failed. And if we had not let God be our guide at 19 and 22, when we first got married and packed up our house and, and set off to school, it would have been disastrous. But we always kind of kept that through the forefront of our mind that we have got to continue to be who we are. For Bear, he's an adventurer. For us, it was this future for us. And for both of us, for Bear and for us, it's how God intended it. Make use of the talents. Make use of your you know, natural gift that God blesses all of us with. Well, they're all of it is meant to glorify him. And I think that Bear's done it his way. You and I tried to do at our best to do it our way, but in both cases, according to the plan of God. Scott, will you end us in prayer? Yes. Lord, we thank you for the great life that you unfold before us. We ask for your strength of the Holy Spirit to step into this life more fully, step into each day more fully, that we set aside the fears and anxieties that might hold us back from experiencing your love and your presence in this beautiful creation that you have created. Help us to trust in that today and this week, and help us be transformed by that and realize that we are sons and daughters of your Father in heaven, as you promise. We ask you to Give us grace this week in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And that is going to wrap it up for us this week. Please tune in next week as we share with you more stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Have an exciting week. You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Aikens and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at moderndayradio.com slash pew. View from the Pew is produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio in Portland, Oregon.